that was Heaven on Earth from Britney Spears' fifth studio album, Blackout, and it just so happened to be co-written by today's guest, Coco Morier. Hi, my name is James Rodriguez Horton, the host of The Original Doll, where I unpackage music with the people who created it. We go behind the scenes and ask those questions and learn about how these creatives got started in the industry. And at the same time, we help out charity. So for every question a guest answers, we get items donated to charity. We help out with women in domestic abuse shelters. We help out with sick children, low-income families, and more. For more information, visit www.theoriginaldoll.com. Now, a little bit about the actual album, Blackout. It was released in 2007, and within five years, it was added at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, big deal here, in the States. It was added in their library and archives, basically for its cultural significance. And just in June this this year, we're celebrating 10 years of that happening. So that album really impacted the music. And if you go and listen to any interviews with Kelly Clarkson, Rihanna, Sam Smith, most people, you can actually hear them talking about how Blackout was important and impacted them. So what we're going to do is we're going to head right into this. And as with every episode of The Original Doll, any audio recording ripping stealing is strictly prohibited in every country in the world. If you do, in fact, see any of the snippets online, please report them to the webmaster. Now, big shout out to the Patreon patrons. And once again, if you want to follow me on Patreon, it's www.theoriginaldial.com. A pop-up will pop up. And for as little as a dollar a month, you're supporting to keep this open and free for all. So thank you so much. We're going to get right to this. And what I've loved is so many of the questions that we have had asked many people, we can get 50 of the same type of questions. We condense it all into one and give the name of one of the people who submitted it. Instead of giving 50 of the same questions and utilizing the time of our guests to ask the same questions over and over, we do in fact condense all of these into one question so that we can ask. Because the main thing is many of you worldwide have had almost the same questions, which has been fantastic about certain songs, where they came from, so on and so forth. Uh, so what's great is many people have had the same thoughts and it's globally, which is great, but we're going to get right to this. And I want to give a big shout out again to Coco Morier. And if you're on the mailing list for the original doll, you're going to be getting an email with a link on how to purchase Coco's music, how to find her YouTube, how to find her Instagram, so on and so forth. Don't forget, give her a shout out. Let her know how much you love her. My name is James Rodriguez Horton. This is the original doll. The original doll. All right, everyone, I would like to welcome you back to the original doll with James Rodriguez, where we unpackage music with the people who create it. And we go behind the scenes and learn about these great artists and creatives and at the same time, help out charity. So for every question a guest answers, we get items donated to charity. So just by them talking about their work, they're helping somebody else out. Today, I am super uber happy to have Coco Morier on the original doll because many of you in the hundreds have been messaging me saying, I love her, I love her, ask about A, B, C, D, E, and this whole thing. So Coco, I just wanna say thank you so much for spending time today with the original doll. Thank you, James, thanks for having me. Oh my goodness, I'm so I'm so excited to talk to you because I think, you know, we're, we're in the middle of, you know, Pride Month right now. Uh, and 
I feel like so many times I've seen on these playlists where people talk about this song or that song and a Britney Spears song or Selena Gomez song. Like you come up in, in conversations about these. So I'm happy to be talking to you during Pride Month because you've given, I can say for me as a gay man, you've given the gays so many great songs. So first and foremost, thank you for that. Oh, thank you. And happy Pride. I'm so happy. Uh, I love it. <laughs> happy I love to it. bring joy to the world. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my goodness. I love this. All right. So what I'm going to do is read some of these, these questions and these kind of love letters to you. And so just, you know, talk to us about this because we have Frederico from Portugal. He said, oh my goodness, have you ever heard a more beautiful voice come out from somebody? Her name is Coco Morier. Her writing is unbeaten by anyone else. I wanted to know from her, how did she get involved in music? She has such a great voice. Everyone download everything she ever puts out. James, I'm putting you in charge of that. So could you please ask Miss Coco Morier how she got started in music? Oh, that's so sweet. And um, what was his name again? Frederico. Frederico, thank you so much. That's very sweet. And I'm really happy to hear that there's people listening to me in Portugal and that you are you know, aware of my own recordings too. And uh, that's really amazing. Um, I got started in music. I, I moved from, I grew up in New Mexico and my father was actually a songwriter and um, he had long left the music industry when I was growing up, but we used to sing together and play. Um, we did, uh, we, we played in truck stops and <laughs> as we were traveling and would get money, the people would throw money in the, in his guitar case and we'd get on to the next city, um, really vagabond style. I love it. And, uh, <laughs> and he played and we played in churches and um, every Christmas, I know every single freaking Christmas song because um, <laughs> we would dress up in elf costumes and go play um Christmas songs in the mall and we'd actually raise money for charity and then go buy gifts for kids in hospitals and go around to um you know battered women and children's shelters and I just realized very young um how much music really touched people's lives and so it was kind of always there with me we'd um I just always singing songs with him and he loved opera and my mom was musical too she played piano and um so I kind of grew up with it, but I never thought I could be a professional musician. That came many years later um, when I moved from uh, America to Berlin, Germany. And I just kind of fell into this very cool electronic scene. And but there was like this kind of mishmash of all kinds of musicians and music. And it was just very inspiring for me. And a lot of women doing music, mm -hmm. which really like... Peaches had just moved there and there was this band Stereo Total and Cobra Killer and all these amazing women that really inspired me um, that I could do it myself as well. So that's kind of how I got my start. And then I started a band called Electrocute there and uh, it was me and another girl, Mia. And yeah, I just started making beats. I was learning logic and how to, you know, kind of come up with uh, a beat and a song and Mia was writing the lyrics and, and, you know, it was really, I was kind of a late bloomer, just kind of step by step. But um, I think what always propelled me with music was the community and, you know, being able to um, 
kind of just live in this kind of alternative universe of people who were creative. And I was always drawn to that and wanted to be that myself. Well, and I think what, what has been cool is that just learning right now about the fact that here you are, you, you know, as, as a young artist, let's say, you know, you're performing Christmas songs, playing for a crowd, knowing what the crowd likes, getting that instant gratification of you're feeling that energy. And when I've gone through your discography, what I've noticed is that you have, it, it, it appeared to me that your musical background was very diverse because your sounds, whether it's that new wave sound or whether it's a kind of a punk sound and everything, like, I feel like I couldn't say, oh, this is a Coco Morier song because your influences are all over the place. And I think that that's what I love about your music, that it's all over the place in such a good way. Thank you. Yeah, I, I've just always, I grew up with, you know, just eclectic uh, taste in music. It was already, you know, as a kid, I was listening to hip hop and, you know, classic rock. I love the oldies station. So there's still a lot of love like 60s, 60s girl group influence, <laughs> oh, yeah. like my boy lollipop, all that stuff. I was five and just loved, like I only listened <laughs> to the oldies pop, but I loved new pop too. And, um, but just everything. I love country music and blues and there's everything's in there. I, I, um, I was also very fortunate to, when I left New Mexico, where I grew up, I went to Austin for a couple of years and was around a lot of music there. And, um, and then New York and then New Orleans and Berlin. So I kind of oh my spent goodness. a short time in all those <laughs> cities and really picked up a lot from, you know, the, the, his, you know, history of music and all those great cities and they're all amazing musical cities. So I think that also kind of attributes to some of my, I, well, I love that because, and there's, there's comments on some of these songs that it's funny when you mentioned like that, that I always go back to that Ronette sound and things like that, that like 50s, 60s kind of specter songs and things like that. Mm-hmm. And some of your songs, and we'll go into those in a, in a little bit, but I actually, you mentioned Germany. We actually have a question from Chuck in, from Munich. He said, I always wondered, how did she get involved in Britney Spears' Blackout? I think that Heaven on Earth is perhaps my favorite Britney Spears song that ever existed. When I heard the demo, I thought, this is just a beautifully talented artist. How do we keep getting her to work with everyone we've ever loved before? How did it feel working on such a big album at that time and so early in your career? Oh my gosh, that's so sweet, Chuck. Um, I really appreciate the question and just this is like it's making me blush um (laughs) um, I so I got onto blackout by a stroke of luck that all had a big role and um that had a big part to do with uh Teresa La Barbera um I got I got to meet her well it also it's it's kind of a long story I'll take you a little bit further back so um I was doing my band in Berlin and I came to California to make my first album. And um, I got interested in doing songwriting for other people through my friend, Greg Kirsten. And he was playing keyboard on our album and he had just kind of started to write um, pop music for, uh, you know, to pitch to other people. And he told me how it worked. And he said, you have to get a publisher. And my publisher is actually a big fan of your band. So I was like, wow, that's great. I want to meet him. And this is a long story short, because of course there was a year of like, 
you know, trying to meet him. And then like <laughs> he, he ended up signing me as his first signing to his publishing company called uh, Brill Building Songs. And his name's Benjamin Groff. And I just hit the ground running. I was writing songs, writing songs, writing songs all the time. And he put me together with Frisha, who are this brilliant, you know, kind of instrumental band that they do these very like, just atmospheric, super cool records. And he had discovered them um, like on a staff picks and Amiibo records and oh, put amazing. us together. <laughs> and we started writing some songs in there. Um, they had like a garage studio and they're just super cool, like kind of weird guys. And so we hit it off because <laughs> I'm kind of weird too. And, uh, and we're like, what are we doing? We're writing pop music. Like, are we going to be, you know, like, do we even know how to do this? <laughs> but um, so we wrote this song called heaven on earth and Benjamin heard it. And he said, you know, I think this is going to be your first like cut. Like, I think somebody's going to take this. And um, one thing led to the next and he got us in the room with, um, with Teresa, who was Britney's A&R at the time. And we, you know, we took this meeting at Sony records. And it was really like, I was so green and I was like, you know, just really like fish out of water, like going into this, sony uh records company and it just felt like kind of like really out of a movie like you're in these big boardrooms and <laughs> just walking through the corridors and it just felt giant and massive and the other thing that i didn't know at the time until i got in was there was very high security because britney was due to be in the sony offices oh wow so you know they checked my id and then i went in and i met Teresa and it she was so disarming she was so lovely like I just thought she's this huge music executive she discovered Destiny's Child you know she works with mm -hmm. Britney Spears and she immediately just made me feel very comfortable and like she was you know I really uh I really admire her and I feel like she you know she's definitely responsible for giving me my first break but she she took us in not caring that we weren't already big hit songwriters you oh, know and to write for this big one of the biggest stars in the world she didn't care you know what we had done before she just wanted to hear good music mm -hmm. so I'm very grateful to her and very lucky and kind of the same for Britney because I think what happened was we played this song for Teresa and she said I really love it and um, I think it would be great to add to the Blackout album which was I guess maybe almost finished and uh, Teresa said that she really loved it kind of had that a little euro disco feel to it mm -hmm. and i think so she wanted she thought something that kind of would fit to that european audience would be really nice to add into there and um she said britney's gonna be here and i'll play it for her later in the day but um so i'm like how, okay this is i was about to say how did that feel like just hearing that I mean, it was uh, amazing like i just had to pinch myself mm -hmm. and then it kind of became a series of you really don't believe anything until it really happens. Cause a lot of times there's a lot of talk in the music industry and, you know, a lot of hope and a lot of dreams that get crushed. <laughs> so you mm -hmm. kind of pre prep yourself like, okay, that'd be great. You know, but um, 
just went, oh, she's heard it. She loves it. She wants to cut it. And then I think I was on tour. They asked me if I wanted to produce the vocals. And I kind of, I was like, no way. I'm too scared. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, it's my first cut. I've never worked with a major artist. And I was like afraid that I would, you know, mess it up somehow. And so, I mean, I, I think it was the right decision still, even though now I've since produced Britney's vocals and worked directly with her. But um, Cara Diaguardi produced the vocal for that song and she did you know they both did a great job um so yeah it was nerve-wracking and just amazing but the other side of this story is that I when I started writing songs for other artists I specifically had Britney in mind I actually even told my mom when I moved to LA I said I'm gonna go to LA and I'm gonna write pop songs for Britney Spears <laughs> I love and it. I'm like yeah right <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no, I think I really want to, and I really can. And so I, you know, I worked very hard. It wasn't, you know, just all dumb luck, but I think at the end of the day, I was like, um, you know, I, I like to think that I somehow manifested it, that I really put all the energy out there and, you know, wrote I'm... a bunch of songs for her. <laughs> have no fear. We have a lot more with Coco Morier coming soon and coming up very soon is our interview with Steve Anderson where we talk about Grow, as well as finishing the discussion of the Femme Fatale Tour with music director Simon Ellis. We also have producers that worked with Britney Spears during the Femme Fatale, the Circus album, and including those who also worked with great artists like the Sugar Babes, All Saints, and so many others. More about that soon. My name is James Rodriguez-Horton. This is The Original Doll. The original.